0: Welcome to episode 79 of the Toadstool Boardroom for the week of February 21st, 2024. My name's Logan Plant, and I'm joined this week, as always, by Justin Korice. What's up, Logan? I'd never miss a show
1: for any reason whatsoever.
0: No, not a science fair. It, you wouldn't do it. You just wouldn't, wouldn't do it. And Chris wouldn't. Shriver. Science rules! We actually got an email about that science fair, so uh, we'll want to hear about how your science fair was in a little bit, Justin. But first, we've got some big news to get to. Finally, after weeks of rumors, there was a Nintendo Direct... Partner Showcase, everybody's favorite type of Nintendo Direct, aired earlier today, the day we're recording here on the 21st. And we're gonna talk about a few games that we each want to highlight, but let's start with some general impressions on the presentation as a whole. We've been waiting for Nintendo to say something this year. They finally come out and drop this 25-minute pre-recorded file that they just drop on YouTube. It's not a live stream, nothing like that, and there was only one first-party announcement at the very end. Chris, what do you think this of, of this event as a whole? Uh,
2: I I think there were some very good things in it. There were some good surprises that I was hoping for and then received, um, and there were some things I didn't really care about. I think it was a pretty. I'll say it was a average direct.
0: How about you, Justin?
1: Uh, the feedback I gave you guys before the show was this could have been an email. <laughs> uh, it. It's unremarkable, I think. Uh, Like, there are a couple things that are neat. Truthfully, when I look at the pretty long list of games that they talked about, the number of things that I think I will ever play whatsoever, it is a very low single-digit number, and frankly, it might not be more than one. Um, At the same time, like, I saw a lot of things that I have, like, goodwill towards, like, stuff that I have positive feelings about, so it's not, like, a bad direct by any stretch. Um, Just nothing that... frankly nothing that generates any excitement
0: i think i'm a little bit higher on this than both of you guys i thought this was a good presentation i think that sometimes directs can fall into a trap of oh it's all cozy games it's all farming games and besides what nintendo brings to the table it all kind of blends together but i thought with this one there were a lot of different genres i think there was a nice mix of Ports from other systems that are making their way to Switch. Bringing back really old games like Star Wars Battlefront. I'm thrilled to see that coming back on Switch and all platforms, but it was announced here. And then some brand new stuff also from some indie developers and third-party developers. So I thought there was a lot to like. Uh, Granted, for it being a partner showcase, the, the expectations are automatically lowered compared to a full-length 40-minute Nintendo Direct, uh, one of the flagship presentations. But for it being a partner showcase, I thought it was pretty decent. And I walked away with four or five things that I'm definitely going to play. And and I think that most people could probably find one or two things. I'm curious, Justin, what's the one thing that you're for sure going to play out of this Direct?
1: Ooh. Uh... uh battlefront <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely yeah uh, and and I I will say it it did hurt my old bones when you brought up a really really old game and it's at battlefront because I was a grown man playing battlefront so that was just just a, a spirit to this old heart of mine um, yeah no so that that's the one that surprised me um, you can play battlefront on things like Xbox using back compatibility uh, but you know this sounds like not like it It has, like, some new content, and it's going to have probably some pretty active servers with a a solid player base for a while, I would think. So you can actually get online and do big battles against other players, which is not something, frankly, I thought I would ever have the opportunity to do again. So I was pretty excited about that one.
0: Yeah, I'm very excited about 64-player online multiplayer. This is the Star Wars Battlefront Collection, which is coming out on March 14th, and that includes mm. both Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2. The original LucasArts ones, not the EA Dice ones that have come out in the last decade or so. Like These are classic arcade Star Wars Battlefront. These games are awesome. I played them so much with buddies uh, when I was younger. They, I never owned it, because I didn't have a PS2 or an Xbox. This wasn't on GameCube, right? So I played it at friends' houses at the time, and. Yeah, so much fun Galactic Conquest and so Galactic Conquest in awesome. particular. Oh
1: my goodness. You like getting like cards and power-ups. Like so Dear listener, if you don't know Galactic Conquest, it's sort of a... It's, like, separate from, like, the campaign. And basically, you're dropped onto a map, almost like a game board. And you're taking over planets, and those open up, like, basically lines to get to other planets. There's also fleets that you will you may have to contend with. And I really like the, like, flight combat in this because you can, you know, freely roam in your, like, TIE Interceptor or your X-Wing. But then you can also board the enemy capital ships and take them out from the inside. It's really cool. It's really fleshed out. And it's it's a mode that I would just play, like, over and just finish a campaign start a new one finish a campaign start a new one just do it over and over again
0: it's like risk but if instead of just rolling dice for the battles you actually went down into the planet and played the battles in this star wars battlefront gameplay it's awesome chris have you played the battlefront games
2: i did i played them uh growing up um i I specifically remember playing two for the first time because it blew my mind that uh it was the (laughs) you you got a demo for it with Mm -hmm. uh uh revenge of the sith on dvd and it blew my mind that you could put a dvd into an original xbox and it could also have it could have the movie and that on it at the same time like my my brain couldn't compute that um but uh no these games are great i i think the best thing about this is is what justin said earlier is that uh you know now because i don't know if like these games are still available for purchase on steam um But I don't know that the servers are still up and if they are, there can't be that many people playing them. So the best part about this is that you're know you going to get a whole influx of people that are going to A, experience this game for the first time and then you're going to have returning players that they decide to pick it up that oh my gosh, now they have people to actually play again instead of bots.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a big deal. I know uh, several people who are going to pick this one up and play it when that comes out. So I'm looking forward to that one. I want to talk about Endless Ocean Luminous because that is a Nintendo published game. This is... On Nintendo's calendar of Switch games they're publishing this year. It's getting a physical release. This is their May game. It's coming out on May 2nd and it's not developed by them. It's developed by Arika, who developed the Endless Ocean series back when it started on the Wii as well. And this is a deep sea exploration game. They really emphasize multiplayer in this one with what was up to 30 players could explore the ocean together and just come across over 500 different species of aquatic life and yeah, I thought that the gameplay footage looked a little choppier than I would have liked to see for a game that's two and a half months away. Uh, we'll see if that shakes out any different as we get closer to launch, but you have to think that this is pretty close to a final version. I, I'm happy that a series is coming back that is has a cult following, like we've talked about. The Switch has been really successful at doing that, bringing back these games that haven't been seen in a long time. But I thought this one looked a little rough, and, and Chris, you were shaking your head like you agreed that it looked a little bit rough. Yeah,
2: I think this game looks real rough. Um, Especially, like, Endless Ocean, um, it's almost like Pokemon for people that don't want to play Pokemon and don't want to battle. It's like a pacifist, chill, older person that just wants to kind of explore around the ocean. Like, I'm trying to, like, who is the target audience for Endless Ocean? Um, Sounds like you. But, no. <laughs> I'm just, I'm um, just kidding because on top of that like there's another game that's similar to this it doesn't have online but i think it looks and plays better than at least the previous english ocean games and that's abzu <laughs> um and that game's already on switch um if you're not familiar with that but maybe you're familiar with journey it's from uh a couple of the the folks that worked on that um it's a similar kind of vibe it's like journey but you're in the ocean um but, yeah, Endless Ocean, uh, I think it looks real rough around the edges. Like, you want to talk about an example of, we really need new hardware, guys. It's this game. <laughs> and and the fact that it was their closer for the direct, I was kind of like, maybe you should have shown this earlier and then made something else, <coughs> even if it wasn't first party. um, that looked better. Like I think Penny's Big Breakaway, which we'll, we'll talk about later, is probably a better showpiece for the console just because of how well optimized that game and that engine that that team has developed is.
0: Yeah, Penny's Big Breakaway. I'm already playing it, and it is awesome. It is really, really <laughs> awesome. I'm excited to talk about that one. But I want to hear if Justin has any thoughts on Endless Ocean.
1: Uh, I, I like the vibes of it. it. Like had this cool Zen, like exploration, kind of open-ended feel to it um this is one of the ones i put on the category of things that i have like goodwill for i'm glad that that exists not for me though um i don't, i frankly don't don't have time to just zen out in games
0: yeah that's fair yeah you're too busy diving into hell right now which i've done a couple times with you and i know we
1: gotta get you back in there
0: blast. yeah we do now that i moved in i can i can get back in so i just unlocked Ready the go, highest but...
1: difficulty level in it which gets bonkers
0: I am not even close to ready for that. I'm only on level four or five still, I think. So I'll, I'll get there eventually. I'll get there someday. But anyways, Endless Ocean, I want to point out, this is getting a physical release from Nintendo, but it's it's another $49.99 game. So they're not charging the full price $60 for it, which I think is good. I think that that would be a rough $60 drop uh, if, if they sent this one out on with that. So it's at the same $49.99 price point we've seen like Mario vs. Donkey Kong at and a couple other things as well. So we'll see. How that one shakes out. I want to see a little bit more of it. Um I think it could be fun to sail around and swim around with other players, maybe if you had a couple friends that had it too, but I don't know. I'm, I'm struggling to see the merits of who this is for, besides people that have liked Endless Ocean on the Wii and are excited that it's coming back. It for, but, for those yep, Jacques was... Cousteau
1: fans out there, a lot of those <laughs> yeah. big, big Cousteau heads. Yeah.
0: But yeah, Chris shouted out Abzu. That is a really cool one, so go check that one out because, it does look like this but a little bit better okay let's talk about penny's big breakaway we've talked about this one on the show a couple of times this is from a lot of the developers behind sonic mania they went and formed their own studio and this is their debut game from that studio and at shadow drop today it's out on switch and it's out on all platforms and pc and i bought it on playstation 5 because the switch version does run at 30 fps and it's 60 fps everywhere else and For a game about fluid platforming movement, the frame rate was important to me, so I picked it up on PlayStation, but it's real good. It's real good so far. I only played about a half hour on my lunch break today, but it feels like 3D Sonic, the best parts of 3D Sonic, extracted and combined with Super Mario Odyssey platforming. Like, just the yo-yo that Penny throws feels like Cappy. In the way that you throw the yo-yo and then zip to the yo-yo to bounce off of it and get a better jump. It feels great. There's really cool momentum-based challenges, which is what I've always said Sonic should try to tackle. It is It should be about momentum rather than about speed. And mm-hmm. Penny's Big Breakaway is entirely about momentum. It's about chaining together these moves to launch up to that platform that is way really high up there and when you get up there there's a collectible you can't just platform your way up to it you have to like backtrack start on this side of the map and then get a really good run up and and launch off this pad and do a flip in the air and pull yourself to your yo-yo and then do like a loop de loop and then launch yourself at the right angle to land on this thing it's super cool so i highly recommend checking that out if you if you like Sonic, if you like Mario Odyssey, if you like 3D platformers, I would say this feels like a game that should have been on the Dreamcast. But it's a modern game. So, it's incredibly cool.
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm watching the trailer right now, and that's exactly what I was thinking. Is like this feels like a Dreamcast game, and I mean that in a good way. That is not derogatory at all. Like it's it's colorful. It's it's uh, really vibrant. Uh, it's smooth. Uh, the action looks really kinetic. On um, it's it 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 looks pretty good. I gotta
2: say.
0: What do you think, Chris? Oh, I can't wait to play this game.
2: It, uh yeah, I think it looks incredible. It's like exactly uh, the type of game that was made for me. I would not be surprised if I play this, and it's like in my top three for this year.
1: Honestly, um, what, once upon a time, when like the most prestigious genre was like the plat, the like mascot platformer, this looks like it would have been a gargantuan mega hit. Uh, and I, oh. I, I hope it lands with people because uh, it looks extremely well crafted.
2: Yeah, yeah and just, and I- everything that I've heard from uh, the guys at um, John Litterman over at, at Digital Foundry is like a huge fan of of this studio and um, and a lot of the work that these guys have put into to making this game. Um, but a lot of what he's kind of covered over there, um, just as far as like what they figured out with the physics and the mechanics and and their own engine that they've built from the ground up. Like they're like, no, th- we don't want to build this thing in Unity. We don't want to build it in unreal engine 4 we want it to be its own flavor um and kind of control in its own way um and i feel like we're seeing a lot less games that are doing that so the fact that we're getting a 3d platformer in 2024 that's doing that and it's only 30 bucks and it's like a locked 60 on most platforms like you're checking every box in my opinion
0: yeah 100 percent, and i think that I don't know if it's going to click with everybody because even for me, the first five to 10 minutes I played it, it feels weird. But once you kind of get it and, and get into the flow state of it, it feels really great. It's definitely one of those platformers that I think is going to be very easy to just get to the end, but to master it and speed run it because time attack is a big part of this game or to find all the collectibles that are hidden in places you have to do these crazy acrobatics to get to. That's where a lot of the, the challenge and the fun is going to be found. And already... There's three collectibles, just like in a Mario game, three things to find in between the start and the goal line, and then you use those as currency to unlock the special world levels. And I just played the first level in the special world, and it was just delightfully challenging I died probably 10 times on it it was exactly what I wanted from a platformer I love that brutally challenging stuff that a lot of Nintendo platformers like Mario Wonder just didn't really have I love that game but it was missing from that and yeah I'm excited to check out the rest of the challenging levels as I unlock them and get further in the game but yeah it's really cool I'll have more thoughts on it next week but I think that I think this one's going to be a big hit. I'm hoping that platformer fans latch on to it and, yeah, get this studio a big win right out of the gate so they can make something else cool next. I wish this was a Sonic game, though. I'll just say it. I don't <laughs> know why it's not. Like, come on. Come on, Sega. Why didn't you give them the license for this? Because it would totally work. It totally would work as a Sonic game. and would be really, really cool if it was. But anyways, that's Penny's Big Breakaway. It's out now on Switch. Yeah, $29.99. Speaking of Sega games, let's talk about one I'm less enthused about, which is Super Monkey Ball Banana Rumble. This is a brand new game in the Monkey Ball series, and if you've listened to the show for a long time, you know I think that Super Monkey Ball 2 is one of the greatest games of all time. Just no holds barred. That game is incredible. The series has been largely awful since then, and here I see them leaning into the same bad elements of recent Monkey Ball rather than trying to go back and recapture what made the originals good. The original is a hardcore single-player puzzle platformer marble maze game, and now it's this party game where you're playing bumper cars with 15 other monkey balls on the same course. And it looks like they're trying to capture some of that Fall Guys energy. There was one game where you're trying to collect bananas, one game where you're trying to, like, stay in a spotlight, which is straight out of Fall Guys. That is literally a game in Fall Guys. So it looks like they're just leaning into that party game kind of, elements of it and that's just not what i'm looking for and it looks like it uses the same physics engine as banana mania which was the remake of monkey ball one and two and that physics engine was awful so (laughs) i wish i could be excited about a monkey ball game in 2024 but i just can't be i can't be excited about this chris what do you think
2: i mean uh, you you've you've checked every box you know but the, the physics engine right there uh, or that you mentioned, it, that is the crux of what makes Monkey Ball like what it is uh, from an <coughs> excuse me, from a um, uh, style stylization, like the the art direction. Um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. The way the game looks um, you know, they've been very consistent with the last two or three releases uh, Banana Mania and uh, uh, Banana, Blitz it, Banana Blitz HD. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with them. Like it, it is very childlike looking, um, but I think the the GameCube releases are more like it, it, it's the nature of it being on the GameCube. I think, um, yeah. and Those just a product of its time. Awesome. They, they still, still look, look so, awesome. Yeah, so but the, and they they look more like adult. I guess is probably the best way to put it. Um, but uh, the mini games in the in like Monkey Ball Two. It's not that they were an afterthought, but it was almost like a discovery of like, oh, wow. And there's this. Like, on top of this great single-player experience, there's this uh, collection of minigames that are really, really good. Um, And the ones that they showcased here do seem like they're more catered to, like, a Fall Guys type thing. Like, if you're not showing me Monkey Dogfight or um, Monkey Target, Target, you know, Monkey Target, like, you can play that game for hours. And if that's not here, then... What are we doing? Um,
0: yeah, seriously, the minigames in Super Monkey Ball Two have enough depth that they could have sold those ten or twelve minigames as a game, and I yeah. think it still would have been good. Like they're that yeah. good, and, and and that's on top of the hundred fifty levels that are in that thing. So
2: yeah, I we'll appreciate see. that they're gonna have this multiplayer mode, um, you know, as an option. But if it's the only uh, multi or mini game option. Uh, that'll be a bit of a bummer. I want to like these games so much, and I've bought I bought both of the previous entries and, and tried playing them, Same. and usually get to like the second world and get frustrated because I just can't like flip it back, and then I end up playing Monkey Ball and like the GameCube, and I just feel better about myself.
0: Banana Mania is practically unplayable because of how much they ruined the stage tilting physics. It doesn't yeah. work like the expert levels, which require like. In in the GameCube version, it is one-to-one. The stage moves at a one-to-one ratio to how the control stick moves. You you have the exact precise control of the stage. But in Banana Mania, they made it so that the stage kind of reacts less to your twitchy movements. And I think they did that to try to make it easier and, and forgive kind of shakier players or things like that but when you get to those later levels that require that pinpoint control it's just impossible it it literally and it's not even a fun challenge it's just you're fighting the game and it's impossible to improve the controls or really get better skill wise because it's just so unpredictable and unreliable it's banana mania was so so disappointing for me and I just still I have a CRT and I still just play the GameCube monkey balls on that because it's never going to get better than that. And Justin and I saw a monkey ball arcade machine at PAX, which we spent some time. With I was going to mention that <laughs> yeah.
1: the 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 line Doesn't of people gathering behind Logan as he takes on these ultra hard mm-hmm. levels and just crushes them one after the other. It was something to behold. And so and that's why when it comes to games like this, frankly, I just wait till I hear your opinion because. You know what you're talking about. Um, I will say, like... (laughs) Uh, I looked at this game, and it's sort of similar to what you were saying. To me, it strikes me as, oh, they want people to play this on Twitch. <laughs> like, that's yeah. that, that, that's what they're going for. They, they want people to, like, tune in. They want, like, a bunch of creators to put on whack, like, all, have their all different custom wacky monkeys that they throw in all the different ball colors and take on these challenges. And, like, they want them to be, like, the entertainment. like which And so if that works for it, fine. Like, some charity streams. Like, raise money for the American Heart Association rolling monkey balls around. That's totally fine. But, yeah, I would have to see something a lot more than just like a bunch of l- levels and silly monkeys for this to pique my interest. Um, and so, like, yeah, I think that's what it'll come down to. Like, it is if they do release it and they nail it and you say, hey, dude, this plays amazing, okay, then I'll give it a look. But until then, it's not for me.
0: Yeah, and you, it just feels like a miss, even if they're going for that streaming culture, like you said, because this is a Switch exclusive and it's not going to be free to play. So that This is a timed a exclusive. Huge... We all
2: know it is. What was that? This will be on this will be on the Switch for 1 year and then it will make it to other platforms. Sega never leaves things behind. Yeah, but at that point on, will, on anybody a platform like that. will anybody
0: care? Will anybody care about this No, at that point? yeah. No. But it's. I'm tired of games like this, like trying to chase live service trends. Mm-hmm. They're making new Crazy Taxi also. We don't know what that's going to end up looking like. I just want a fun arcade game. I I'm in, I'm
1: intrigued by intrigued. $60 for that, just a
0: Crazy though.
2: Taxi. I'm real excited about
1: Crazy Although, Taxi. Uh, uh, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently the best version of Crazy Taxi in 2024 is in the new Like a Dragon game. <laughs> Wait, oh, seriously? really? Yeah, so there, so one of the minigames, and I forget about, uh, and I'm not going to try and describe the exact mechanics of how they do it. It's not literally Crazy Taxi, but it's like, Something that you do in the game that is ri- ridiculous, like you're like an Uber delivery driver or something, but it's just crazy taxi, and it sounds hilarious. That
0: That's is awesome. such a good fit. Mm-hmm. That is a crazy good fit. That's awesome. I gotta. I, I wish that I was into the yakuza. Wait, games but guys,
2: you know, what if it was Captain Falcon <laughs> in a yakuza like a dragon like game,
0: and you got to play crazy taxi and drive? <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Okay, so every yakuza game has a claw game with the monkey ball plushies that you can go and win all right so mm-hmm. i'm
1: i'm reading this from the ig and wiki um crazy Eats is like a dragon infinite wealth version of sega's crazy taxi it's a minigame where you collect food and deliver it across the level to get money when you deliver you can form stunts and bonus cash and then there's a h- lot more about it and you get different ranks and there's different food items you can do uh and yeah it, uh, everything i've heard about it is it is awesome
0: <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's great. sweet i gotta look that up no. i gotta watch some footage of that that sounds awesome Anyways, that's Banana Rumble. That's out June 25th as a Switch exclusive, but Chris says for one year, so we'll see about that. You know I'm picking this up and playing it. We'll see how it goes, though. I'm not looking forward looking to Looking forward to the Logan review. What's up, Chris?
2: We're going to talk about this one later. Uh, Nintendo Switch Online members can redeem Earthbound Beginnings icons on Nintendo Switch. If that's not the just biggest, happened. like... Yeah, that just happened. Like, if that's not the biggest bag over the head punch in the face, like,
0: okay, let's get there now. You brought let's it get up, there. so let's, let's, let's talk. Let's about talk about it, about it now. <laughs> I think that we're going to have some differing stances on this. So, Mother Three was a part of the Japanese Nintendo Partner Direct today. Mother Three is joining the Game Boy Advance Nintendo Switch Online app. Just like we have the Game Boy Advance Online app that has Mario, Luigi, Superstar Saga, Minish Cat, things like that, and of course, no mention of Mother 3 in any other regions because it only ever came out in Japan. Justin, I, you're the one who I don't know where you stand on this, so I want to hear from you first, and then then I'll know how the conversation's going to go.
1: Like how I feel about it being Japan only. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, like, so- well, like, how do you feel about it, and then what do you think it means for the franchise?
1: Uh, I mean, I don't feel extremely strong about it because I'm—I've never played any of the uh, mother games, um, and so I don't have any tie to it. I don't have any appeal to it, and so I will say, as somebody who I would consider myself like an informed observer of it, just because of my work, like just, like in video games in general, um, it strikes me as a little bit funny. Like, man, you guys cannot catch a break, can you? you literally cannot get a single win. I don't know why they can't just like release it with English subtitles and text or something like that. Honestly, from afar, it looks like they're doing it on purpose. <laughs> and it it makes me laugh.
2: Chris, where are you at on this? I do agree that I feel like they're doing it on purpose mm-hmm. at this point, especially after watching uh, the Earthbound documentary. Uh, just spite. <laughs> just spite. What I will say is where I think people might, at least where I'm getting upset about it is you look at for the longest time, we were looking at the switch online lineup and it was where's super Mario RPG. And then we got a remake of it. We never saw Mario versus Donkey Kong. And then we got a remake of it. Earthbound beginnings, earthbound and mother three in Japan, at least are now all on Nintendo switch online, which to me says they have no plans of ever, doing anything with this franchise or remaking at least any of those three games in the next three to five years
0: or at least on this platform like, we'll see how all this nso stuff carries over i hope it just will but you never know with them until until it's a sure thing that's a good yeah. point though that is a good point that that's if that's my concern game, it doesn't show up yeah is there yeah. I guess the Oracle games, too, appeared, and we never got remakes of those. They just plopped them onto Switch Online. That is a nice pattern that you've noticed. So, yeah, I like that. Mm -hmm. I wholeheartedly disagree with the notion that they're doing any of it on purpose. (laughs) In Japan, Mother 3 is just a game that came out that people like. It's just a game. They don't know about any of this. Well, some people might know, but it's not a big deal that we never got it over here. It's like... Why would what are they supposed to do? Not release it in Japan because it never came out here? Like no, that's silly. Like it's just a GBA game that they added to Switch Online today. That's it. I do think the icons thing is weird. So I'll give you that. I have to sit on that for a little bit to see if that. Yeah, changes like what, I what think that's just what? What just
2: caused them to do that? Is it to remind or, everyone that hey, <coughs> you're not getting Mother Three, but by the way, you can play this old NES game in this franchise?
0: Or did they just drop? mother icons in japan with all three games and then we just got the ones that don't include
2: yeah but then why the wouldn't the we get characters. earthbound too
0: yeah i don't know that's weird
2: none of it makes sense that. <laughs> no,
0: that's weird but yeah it's it's just a game it's just a game in japan it's that's not this holy grail of lost nintendo media that would never made it over to our shores like it is to us it's just the third game in a series that they had got all three of we only ever got one originally and then a second one 30 years later, like, it's... Yeah. But, no, I do... I am sad that they're probably never going to do anything with it. That is a bummer. I certainly... like. I would like it to come over. Um, if it did, like,
1: you know, there's always the possibility that I'm going to play the games and fall in love with them, and that I will also be a sicko desperate for Mother 3. Uh, and I want, I want, you know, my friends and other people who like them to have access to it. Um, like, I... How hard
2: can it be to do? Like... So I can say, uh, at least they talk about it a little bit in that doc where um, apparently the way that text appears in Mother 3, like the the person that did the translation had to go in and every single character is an an individual block and like not every Japanese letter or Japanese word translates exactly like so everything fits within English. So like he had to do some weird wizardry there um, to get that to work. And I don't know if... I mean, at this point, it's a GBA game. So, like, Nintendo's probably not going to go back and localize that. Like, Earthbound Beginnings was, was done. Like, it had been translated, and there was a ROM cart... Or there was a cartridge floating around for a super long time with that game on it. Um, and Nintendo just decided not to release it. So, like, them putting the ROM on NSO or, or the, the Wii eShop wasn't that big of a, a lift mother three is a bigger lift for them unless they're just like hey we're gonna take the the translation and take Which the the disclaimer never, out of the beginning never of it.
0: do yeah, <laughs> they would, would never would do never that be a thing yeah. yeah
2: they would never do that
0: there are ways to play mother 3 so yeah I mean you can if you want to play the fan translation you just can so can. I personally never really I love earthbound I've played mother 3. I've personally never understood the outcry, the clamoring for this game from people. When there's I think a it's, fan translation that exists, just go <laughs> play it, right? I think it's
2: the people that lived through the waiting. I think that's where it, it largely comes from, and then you have a lot of people bandwagoning on the end of it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get that, but it's like, I honestly wonder... It's not
2: like you don't have a means of playing it.
0: What percentage of the people who are begging for Mother Three have rolled credits on Earthbound? Actually, I want to know the number. <laughs> yeah. Because that's a that's a could be a, a fair, fair question. Yeah. 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 Because like honestly, I feel like sometimes people just just join in into the complaining on things and I think this is one of those cases. I'm not denying there's a huge Earthbound community that's passionate and awesome and wants to see the franchise live on. I totally get that. I 100% get that, but Nintendo has recognized Earthbound. They've put it out on their last three consoles in a row, right? Like, it is a virtual console staple now. It was unplayable and inaccessible for a very long time, and now it is. And I think Earthbound is the better game, personally, having played both. So I would just say I'm fine that we just have that one over here. But, yeah, it's not for me like I want to see F-Zero GX, but I'm not devastated that we're not seeing it come back. Like, I want to see my favorite franchises live on, but I have the old versions of them, like Monkey Ball. I'm mad at the current direction of it, but I I still have the originals and the old ones, and those, those are playable. And yeah, granted, not everybody is gonna play fan translations and play ROM hacks and things like that, so I do get it from that angle. But I feel like the people who know about Mother 3 are entrenched enough in gaming as a whole To figure out how to play mother three if that makes sense like yeah everybody who knows about it knows that there are means to play it that's my take on mother three i don't think we need it and yeah i'm ready to close the chapter on it i don't think it's gonna happen ever and i'm okay with that an earthbound remake i still think could happen at some point and i still would like to see that i I like to see that that. like i said yeah they've recognized it and Mm -hmm. it exists and they just remade Super Mario RPG. And I think feel like something Rithaus of that
1: scope set. and scale seems perfectly appropriate.
0: Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to Arranger, a role puzzling adventure. This is one of the early games in the direct. It's an indie puzzle game top down where that takes place on this grid that moves as you move as the character. And I just thought it looked really, really neat. Super cool puzzles, a little bit Zelda-like, just in its presentation and probably some of the puzzle solving. So yeah, do you guys have any thoughts on this one?
2: I thought it looked great. Um, no, same as you. I, uh, it, re- it reminded me a little bit of uh, probably the art style, Braid. If anybody's I believe that, familiar <coughs> familiar with that
0: involved in this game was involved with Braid. You nailed it. Wow. You oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah, I, got a, <laughs> I got a press release about this game. I'm, I'm going to pull it up right now because I think that you're exactly on the money.
2: That is very funny. Um, yeah. Okay. It no, just looked different. Uh,
0: yeah, it is uh, David Hellman's of Braid Unique Painterly Art Style. So you are you exactly go. right. Yeah, so nicely done on that. Look at me go. Justin, any thoughts on this one?
1: Um, I'm not a big fan of puzzle games, so I don't think I'm going to pick it up. But this, uh, I really like the art style. I like the, like the the way you clearly had to think several steps ahead in very like rigid direct lines to get through the puzzles i kind of want to see I, like i wish i would love to hear that there is a demo or something coming out because like i kind of want to get my hands on it
0: yeah maybe there will be it's not coming until summer so possible mm-hmm. that it could get a demo that would be great to see and then i gotta say here after all the drama of the last two weeks xbox games are now coming to switch i yeah. don't know why we needed that podcast where they said essentially nothing last week before this, I feel like this could have just happened and everyone would have been okay. But Grounded and Pentiment are coming to Nintendo Switch. Hi Fi Rush was announced for PlayStation 5. No Switch word on that one. Maybe they're working on a version that maybe it's taking a little extra work or maybe it's just not coming. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's not coming.
1: Maybe it's a frame rate thing. Um, yeah like yeah like be, be, I, I because it's, it's a is a rhythm game like imagine playing like guitar hero with the frame rate all over the place right yeah. uh and this is like the action uh video game version of that so i could see that potentially being an obstacle
2: yeah hi-fi rush is like um it it, it does need i feel like it, it's a, a very rare example of a game that needs to be 60 fps um yeah. and it's a, a really dango looking game um i think it i don't think it's possible to play that game on switch Maybe it's a Switch. Gen, maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Sea of Thieves is the other one that's coming to PlayStation, but not Nintendo Switch. And that's, I thought that would it would have been no fun to see a rare there. game come to Switch. I would, I would, yeah, I would, I would love, I
1: would love, love, love to see it. That's like near the top of my list of games that I wish would work on Switch, but like, you know, uh, I had it on the Xbox um, One. I play it on the Xbox Series X mostly, and it's a gorgeous game, and it pushes the hardware. Honestly, like we when when you play with like people on other consoles, uh, one of my good friends that I play with was still playing on the Xbox One, and like every time he died, it would take him like four times longer to like come back to life just because of the loading screens. Um, awesome. And so like it's it, there's there's a lot going on there
0: those are the Xbox games coming, but Pentiment is really cool. It, it's a really cool like, adventure game. To very, in the very good fit for the,
1: for the Switch. Yeah.
0: And that's out tomorrow. I was really happy with this Direct. There was basically three shadow drops. You had Penny's Big Breakaway today, Pocket Card Jockey is today, and then Pentiment is tomorrow. So a lot of immediate stuff, which which is very, very cool. Chris, we got to talk about Suica game, multiplayer mode. That is also out today. So another shadow <laughs> yeah, drop. It is. Have you tried it already? No,
2: I did buy it, but I have not tried it yet. I'll probably try it tomorrow um, or or Friday uh, or this weekend. Um, but, yeah, they basically <clears throat> they took a lot of the basic multiplayer modes uh, that exist in Tetris. Uh, there's, like, a time attack mode. There's one where you can throw, basically, garbage at the other player uh, by combining fruit. Um, and then I think there is one where it's just, like, a score chasing one. You see how, how many points you can get. Uh, yeah, my wife and I are both very excited to play this together.
0: Awesome. Yeah, we went from not knowing what this game was, it was this thing on projectors, to now it's in a Nintendo Direct. Like that's a pretty crazy story for Suika game over the last several months. And then uh Chris, you also wanted to talk about Pepper Grinder, which is an awesome 2D platformer coming from Devolver. That's coming on March twenty-eighth, and there's a demo out today. This game looks really cool.
2: Yeah, so uh demo for this came out a couple weeks ago on on Steam, uh, I think it was during Steam Next Fest. Um, But uh, it it's great. Um, Imagine yourself uh, navigating through um, uh, through a 2D uh, pixelated level um, with a giant drill, and you can sort of drill through the earth like a dolphin and like pop back out. And then you try to gather as many gems as you can. Um, This is going to be one that is going to be really cool to watch during uh, like summer games. Done quick. Um, and things like that like if people speed run this and get really really good at it it'll be like really impressive to watch Um, this has been one that has been I think on a lot of people's radar for a really long time Uh, so it's really exciting to see that it's finally got a release date
0: yeah I love the art style of this one really nice pixel art I saw it at PAX West but I did not have an appointment or stand in line to play it but it's been on my radar since then Justin is there anything else from the direct you want to shout out before we move on Um,
1: honestly a number of things because uh, like I said there are a lot of things that I have some pretty good will towards I'm always happy anytime we try and get the Contra franchise up and running again frankly the like that, the classic rare games that they announced are pretty great um, I like Killer Sync was amazing when it came out back in the day uh, Battletoads is about as, uh, a, a harder uh, beat em up as you're ever going to play RC Pro-Am was my jam and when we talk about old games that's an old game that's what I actually was a kid for um and so i'm going to take uh full credit at that making me feel young again so so there's a couple i like um a colleague of ours another freelancer uh, Christina alexander uh uh put this post on twitter uh comparing like the that was comparing the old and new epic mickey oh my god i can't oh, yeah. believe how much better it, in particular the lighting it looks incredibly different so much better i missed it the first time through um I don't know. Like, I don't want to spend a full price on it, but so it's one that I'm pretty intrigued to like check out because it was it was beloved when it dropped. I remember when it released the first time, and I missed it entirely. Um, so I'm curious about that. Um, I played Monster Hunter Stories Two: Wings of Ruin. Um, I really like it. It's, it's it's honestly more like a Pokemon game. Um, you gather um, other monsters. You call them monsties. Um, you engage in turn based battles. Like they're cute. They're simplistic. They're kind of like kid oriented. But, like, they, they got a lot of heart, um, and I, I do like the Monster Hunter universe where your job isn't exclusively to, like, actually, like, hunt monsters. The, the, the whole idea of, like, you know, people living in harmony with them is, is really kind of cute and really sweet, so I appreciate that quite a bit. And then the last one I'm going to shout out um, was not in the American Nintendo Direct. Um, it was for this game called Renatus, which is a new action RPG that they announced in the Japanese-only Direct. Um, check out the, the the trailer. It looks like anime action game number 644, which is fine if you're down with that sort of thing. But I will say the pedigree of the people working on it is nuts. So it was written by uh, Kuzushige Nojima, who is known for helping write Final Fantasy seven and the Kingdom Hearts game. He's like a uh, frequent collaborator of Nomura over the years. And he's, he's written... Like, he helped write Final Fantasy X and X-2. Um, the composer is Yoko Shimomura from Super Mario RPG and from a lot of these other things that I just mentioned uh, for contributing to the Final Fantasies and the Kingdom Heart uh, and Xenoblade Chronicles and uh, like later Parasite Eve games. Um, and- uh, the director is the uh, director from Trinity Trigger, which is a game that I didn't play but looks really, really awesome. Um, and so it's one that I hope we get some kind of Western release because between like looking like a style of game that I really like and having absolute bangers of talent at the helm, it is extremely on my radar right now, and I want to see what happens with that. So I'm keeping my eye on that. Hopefully other people have the same enthusiasm as me and that leads to some interest of folks
0: yeah yeah that game looked really cool that was a bummer that that one was not in our direct I was surprised by that one a little bit that that, that one did I'm sure that one's gonna get localized there's no way with those names attached that it's not going to I think, yeah, I think that, that really seems strange. like
2: new franchise syndrome like yeah them just being too afraid to to release it in the west
1: yeah. but that is that is outrageous talent attached to that
2: yeah that's nuts
0: Epic Mickey is also a cool one. Yeah, it's just another 3D platformer. I I remember when that came out at the time and, and feeling like it was kind of marketed really heavily and kind of a big deal at the time. And I remember it just being okay. I think that I'm excited to see it on better hardware than the Wii. Like that, that fresh coat of HD paint, I think is going to do wonders for this game. Because I remember it just not looking as good as I wanted it to on the Wii, which is how I felt pretty much about that entire generation. I, You guys know I'm not the biggest fan of the Wii. So I'm excited this one's coming back. I think that's a cool one. I think that Mickey Mouse is kind of underused as a video game character. Like, he's in Kingdom Hearts. He had that Disney Illusion Island last year. But, like, there's not that many games, I feel like, that take advantage of the disney stable of characters so this is a good start in back in that direction a little bit
1: yeah and and like conceptually the way the scenario deals a lot with like abandoned disney characters over the years uh is is actually yeah. really cool and and frankly more introspective than we can generally trust disney to be with their properties
0: yeah very true Everyone see wish yeah how about you chris what do you think epic mickey
2: uh, I enjoyed it a, little, uh, a good bit when it originally came out on the Wii. Honestly, I saw it um, when I, I played Epic Mickey 2 a little bit and wasn't a huge fan on the PS3. Yeah. Um, and when I saw that that's what this was, I, my brain just kind of shut off and I stopped paying attention. <laughs> um, so like, I, I, I kind of scrubbed through the direct. Um, so I'll have to go back and actually watch the gameplay for that because I saw the CG trailer. Um And actually, you know, watch the gameplay for it. Um, I don't know that I'll actually pick it up um, because I have played that game before. um, And kind of like Logan said, like it, I think it was good. I think if I played it now, I'd probably be like, it's okay. Um, And there's just other games that are like vying for my time at this point.
0: Yeah. I don't know how much this is going to cost. I'm not sure if we've gotten a price on this one yet. So that will be a big factor if i pick it up or not so if it's like 40 bucks or less that would be nice if it's 50 or 60 probably a pass for me but we got a question at toadstoolboardroom at gmail.com which you can always email with any questions that you have for us this one comes from chad and chad asks two quick direct related questions for your consideration which game are you most excited to play from the direct and which game were you most hoping to see that was not featured i'll jump on question two first dragon quest 3 remake I really was hoping that Square would bring Dragon Quest III, the HD 2D version that they announced, you may have seen this on Twitter, a thousand days ago, and there have been zero updates on this game in the last three years, and it's a bummer. I I was feeling like this year was the year for it, but I guess I thought this would have been the event to roll it out. Because I think it's a Team Asano game, which is the, the the team that makes the Octopath Travelers, the Bravely Default, and made Live Alive. I think that they're developing this, and they have they also made Triangle Strategy. They put out pretty much a game a year. I was thinking this was going to be this year's game, and I really wanted to see it. It's been too long since we've heard from mainline Dragon Quest stuff. I've gotten a lot of spinoffs, but... 12 and 3 remake were both announced at that same Dragon Quest presentation in early 2021, and it's just been nothing since then. And that's been disappointing because that 30 seconds of footage we have looks awesome, but yeah, there's just been nothing more since. But either you guys have something you wish had been here that wasn't, besides Nintendo games. I mean, not counting Silk Song. That counts. That counts.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that. I feel like I, I... Not expect, but I hope for that one every direct at this point, um, even though I feel like it, it, you talked about it in our Discord, but it probably will show up at an Xbox event because it is a day one Game Pass game. Um, another one that I actually forgot about because originally when I thought about it, um, and it would probably be in an indie direct, honestly, um, Yacht Club Games at one point talked about... Um, you know, there when they made when they were done making Shovel Knight, they talked about we want to make a game uh, that is reflective of each generation. So, like if you look at uh, Shovel Knight, um, that is one like for the that's more of an NES style. And then they talked about you know we're really looking at the N sixty four and a lot of the interesting things that have happened there. Um, that's cool. I would have I would love to see them make like an N sixty four style three D platformer. Um, I don't know that they—they've never announced anything beyond like that uh, yeah. nugget of knowledge. Um, they did announce Mina the, *Mina the
0: Hollower* too. That game's yeah, not even out.
2: That, yeah, that game's not even out yet. Um, and that's a—that was a Kickstarter. Um, so it's been a while since we've—I feel like it's been a while since we've heard about that game. Um, so I was kind of hoping for that as well. But
0: *God Club* would have been good to show up. *The Plucky Squires*—another one. That's one I'm looking forward to. That wasn't here. That either.
2: got a trailer but- today, I think.
0: Oh, it did it today. W- wow. Yeah, but it wasn't at. Um, Why it wasn't, wasn't at the correct. That? That's that's bizarre. Yeah, Justin, any picks from you?
1: Yeah, so I was definitely thinking uh, contextually with the you know possibility of seeing more Microsoft-owned properties come over to Nintendo Switch and things that I think could run on it. Um, I I think we should uh, not saying we will, but I think we should in the future see the Psychonauts games come to. Nintendo. Uh, i think they're such a perfect fit like colorful platformers i think they would run well i think the art style would play well i think that they're so like you know they they're not great games because of technical merits they're great games because of good design and extremely hilarious writing um psychonauts 2 is a xbox exclusive made by double fine um and i think that i think
0: psychonauts 2 is on playstation I, I oh, think that was already go. multi-platform because it, yeah. it was like before well, it's they acquired Well, It's no. not
1: on Nintendo, yeah. and and that's a, a place <laughs> I think it would do great.
0: Yeah, that's a good pick. I like that game. I've played a little bit of it, and I was I played it like through the cloud streaming app on Xbox and just wished I was playing it on my Switch because yeah. that latency was annoying for a platform. Just right yeah. here. Just r- run around look, with little Raz, get in people's brains. So, and then Chad asked about our favorite game in the Direct. Uh, Mine was probably, it's Penny's Big Breakaway. I've been waiting for that game. I've been following it for a long time, and I've now played it, and I really like it. But in terms of new announcements, uh, probably the Arranger, a Role Puzzling Adventure that I talked about a little bit. I think that one's really on my radar now. Chris, your highlight of the Direct? Literally everything you just said. Those two? Yeah, those two were Yeah, I'm in
2: the exact same boat. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Justin? Uh... For me it was Battlefront, but I will say I'm pretty intrigued by Shin Megami Tensei 5. Um I've never played a Shin Megami Tensei game, but I do like the Persona series a lot. And so like may- maybe that's my-, my gateway drug into the the mainline series. So I'm I'm going to keep an eye on this uh, uh and and see how this one looks cuz that might
0: be what I pick up. Nice. Yeah, that's Shin Megami Tensei 5 Vengeance, which is mm-hmm. like the expanded version of 5, like the Persona they 5 do. Royal to Persona 5. Because
1: yeah. Atlas always has to do their yes. expanded double version.
0: Up. Yep. Yeah. But there's Persona Shin about Tensei,
1: Catherine. Yeah,
0: oh yeah. Catherine mm-hmm. too, that's right. Oh yeah. Full they body. Like to the story up. Uh-huh. We talked about the Direct for a long time, so we've got to get through these next topics pretty quick so Chris can talk about Mario vs. Donkey Kong because he has some thoughts. But a new report has said that Nintendo Switch successor is coming in 2025. Guys, I'm so sick of talking about this. I'm not going to lie. So this was reported by Bloomberg, VGC, and Eurogamer claiming that Nintendo's telling publishers that Switch 2 is expected to ship March 2025 at the earliest. So a little bit of a delay. Let's just let's not even let's skip over the discussion of if this is true or not. We can table that for another time. Let's just look at what we have now. This lineup in 2024, no new console this fall if that's a possibility. Chris, how do we feel?
2: I think it's going to be a pretty dry fall.
0: It seems there's like there's that no across console. the industry, not just Nintendo. Yes. Kind of everywhere. You have PlayStation saying nothing new from us this <laughs> nothing year this year. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. and then Nintendo, they're not going to roll out some surprise Mario game, like big tentpole platformer. They might have Wind Waker, Twilight Princess in the fall or something like that, but it's not going to be anything new new and huge. What,
2: not to get too into the weeds with this, but what I find so interesting about this, not just with Nintendo, but with everyone, is I feel like last year we were inundated with like gangbuster game after gangbuster game. Every other week. And Nintendo, for the most part, I think over the past couple of years has done a fantastic job of spacing out releases. I feel like we all can kind of sit here and, and conjure that they probably sat on Metroid Prime and Mario Wonder for a good long while. And we're just like, <laughs> nah, baby's cooked. And Pikmin, we're just going to let yeah. them sit and, 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 and not touch them. Um, you know, let marketing do its thing. And and it, for the most part, it was pretty successful. Um, and I think now what we're feeling is the after effect of COVID, and and what you know that well, not I don't, I don't even know if I would call it poor planning, but just like things that are out of the control of a lot of these companies. Um, but I find it interesting that like the third parties didn't coordinate better with some of these. Like platform holders to be like, hey, we have X amount of AAA games coming out this year. Um, We have nothing next year, though.
0: (laughs) So, I know it's like it's almost like post post COVID. Like COVID slowed everything to a halt, and then everybody finished their game at the same time after development got a little bit more back to normal, and now everybody's on this same cycle. Yeah. Nintendo, the Zelda team, Respawn shipped Star Wars Jedi last year, like all these huge games. We just got a FromSoft game, Sony Santa Monica, Gorilla, who makes Horizon. They all have shipped within the last two years and are now all on the same cycle. So, man, 2028's looking real good when they're all ready to ship <laughs> another game again. That's what it feels like. I personally don't mind, though, because... I mean, I'm fortunate enough to have all the platforms. I still haven't finished Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I still haven't finished a lot of these games that are huge that I still want to play. And then there's games coming out left and right all the time, That like, Helldivers 2. I could put a hundred hours into that this year, easy. So I'm personally fine with it, but it is strange. It's gonna be very different than last year where it felt like you could not even keep up with everything that happened. And now this year, it isn't gonna be like that. Justin, I wanna hear from you about the, the lineup we've got. Uh, Industry as a whole, but also Switch specifically.
1: Yeah, um, you know, my opinion hasn't changed a lot from the last couple months of discussion where it definitely, it seems like the lineup sort of is built to peter out over the summer. Uh, and without anything to release in the fall, it seems like there's going to be a big hole. And so I I will say, one, this, this seems well reported by multiple reputable, reputable outlets. Just going to say that. Um, two, um, you know, that being the case, the, the biggest thing that I that I can't get out of my head is why? Like, what is the reason for it? It seems like um, on paper, it's a perfect time for it, given the age of the console, given how they've set up their lineup of software, given the ability to sell a lot of units during the holiday season. And so I'm really curious about why it like, is there a specific strategic decision? Is it, is there, are there supply constraints? Um, are they anticipating hardware revisions that they don't want to compete uh, for dollars with from uh, some of the other major competitors? I don't know. Uh, And we're probably, we may never know. We're certainly not going to know anytime soon, I would think. And so that's the biggest thing that that has me wondering. And so as it is, you know, I'm hopeful that they do have a couple of things in their back pocket to put out, like, to to carry us into the fall season. Um, I do worry that if they were planning on software for the fall, that means that, uh, hardware for the fall, that means that there's software, and and so a lot of the resources are going into software that they then cannot release, and so we might just be looking at a bit of a drought this year. Um, so it's it's a, it's going to be a weird year. Yeah.
0: I don't like to feed into the Wind Waker Twilight Princess rumor mill. I'm I'll just saying, give it to us! <laughs> if this is true, and they were planning for hardware this fall, which I believe they were, I 100% believe that, and it is going to slip to March... Why not turn around and get those two zelda games as your big october Perfect game? Time for it. we're gonna have a pokemon yeah. in november like get these zelda games on switch it's the time and mm. i'm not i'm not even coming from a place where i believe the rumors that they've been cooking these for i say even if they haven't even thought about doing it you can start work on that today <laughs> and ship it in seven months you could wind waker <laughs> hd originally was a six month turnaround from the gamecube version they could probably do it in two weeks. Like I don't know how it all works, but it can't be that <laughs> difficult. Control save as switch. Like switch. what are we? Yeah, come I know, on. Right? Just change yeah, the just,
2: file extension. Yeah,
0: yeah. They can do yeah. it. So I, I just, wouldn't just be shocked. Co- if copy the that. disc on the little cartridge and good to go. Yeah, that's all you have to do. So yeah, yeah. I, I think this is a software thing. I think that's that what
2: I was going to say too. Yeah,
0: you go for it. I want to hear what you think. No,
2: I feel like they have they they maybe have one or two titles that are like we have to launch this yeah, thing with Mario's this game. not and, ready or yeah, something. Yeah, Mario's not ready or Metroid or, or something. Like, there's some reason that they're like, we need this thing to be huge out the gate. Um, yeah. the and it's just, just <laughs> it's just not there yet. Just
1: not ready yet. It's just not
0: there. Yeah. They're I still think tooting bowling. <laughs> exactly. I think, th- I think that the next console is going to be a significant hardware leap. The Wii U and the Switch were fairly similar. And I think that we're going to get an upgrade, and that maybe Nintendo's taking some time to figure out how to do that. And they're getting up to speed on 1080p, 60fps development. And (laughs) they got, turns out this is hard. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. They're delaying Mario to March, and in turn, delaying the Switch 2 to March. Yeah. If it's side by side.
2: If it's not software, then it's definitely hardware, and it's them looking at the number of handheld pcs that are in the market and saying okay we need to maybe not outperform them but we need to be powerful enough to try and keep up with them
1: right suddenly they're competing with other people for like seven or eight inch lcd screens when they weren't
2: before yeah it's almost like the product that they made was a really good idea i know
0: (laughs) i will just say i've said this before i'll say it again I don't know how big the crossover is, but I am worried about this. this. This quote said March 2025 at the earliest. You better get out in front of GTA 6 because that's all anyone's going to be talking about for months after it comes out. I know it's not going to be on Switch. It's not an exact competitor, but GTA 6 will be a bigger deal than a new Nintendo platform.
2: You're also be. assuming that GTA 6 will release that year.
0: There's Every Rockstar
2: game. I know,
0: but every Rockstar
2: game has also been delayed since I think That's GTA true. 4. Was Red
0: Dead 2 delayed? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's a fair. Point of <laughs> All right. Our next topic was going to be Pokemon Presents predictions, but instead, I'll just say we're probably going to get a new game that I imagine will launch in November. It's that the, we'll know next week. That Pokemon Presents is set for 6 a.m. on February 27th, so we will talk about that. Let's next go week. something. We have. Yeah, but let's, yeah. let's go something. We have to get into Mario versus Donkey Kong. Chris and I have both played a significant chunk of it. I'm at the final world. Chris is done with six worlds. And Chris, you told me before the show, you're done.
2: Yeah, I think I'm done with this game. I got, I got like, real, real annoyed with this game. So my problem with it, I think there's a lot that it does right. I, I want to say that out the gate. I think there are a fair amount of levels uh in the middle of it because it is a very short game um that they start to do the thing where you complete the level and you feel good about it you feel smart that you you were able to to figure out what what it is you need to do the first two worlds throw them away they're like child's play they're teaching you how to play the game and I understand they have to do that because they're introducing new mechanics etc etc and then you get to the ice world and i think that's the world that really starts to show how badly this game controls because this game doesn't control like any other Mario game that you've played recently. I'll say that. I think it controls like jump man in donkey Kong controls. And that's the point, but where my brain starts to fall apart is it looks like a modern game. So I can never gauge how far Mario can or cannot jump. Um, And it just like, I, I'll die. I feel like I die in really cheap ways in this game, and it's not like I know what I have to do. But then all of a sudden, like something will happen, or like I'll a pixel of my shoe will hit a shy guy and I'm dead. It just feels very yeah, it's, unfair.
0: It's definitely not as as clean as a Super Mario Brothers game where you know. Right. What does landing on the top of a Goomba look like versus the Goomba hitting you, right? That's very clear in, it's like, in Super Mario games. It's not here.
2: Yeah, like uh, part of the... What makes it clear in in an old game is because it is a pixel that has a flat line, you understand where that hitbox is. Um, and if you look up <coughs> when the Crash and Sane Trilogy came out, people were talking about how when Crash would jump... It seemed like you weren't making jumps because like he would slide off of a platform like because he was just yeah. a little bit too short and it never felt right. And there's a picture out there somewhere where they show the hitbox and it's shaped like a pill. So like you'll hit a certain corner and like you'll the the round of it will cause you to fall off the edge. Um, and it's a similar type of thing here, but it's with enemies, which is a weird position to be in. So like you might think you're jumping on top of a shy guy, which doesn't in this game doesn't actually like kill him. It's just you could stand on him and then pick him up and throw him. Um, and it. I feel like it never feels right whenever I'm doing anything in this game.
0: Yeah, Mario is one of the most joyous characters to control in pretty much every game he is in. in, in Super except Mario for Odyssey. this one. Except what?
2: <laughs> I said except for this one.
0: <laughs> oh, except for that? That's what I was going to say. This is yeah. not a Super Mario game, right? This is Mario versus Donkey Kong, and Mario just doesn't feel good. He just feels bad to control, and that is such a tough thing to say about a Mario game, because it's usually not true, and it's very methodical, right? It's just, it's tough, right? You see Mario in HD, voiced by Charles Martinet, by the way. I want to throw that out there, because uh, they just reused his voice clips.
2: Uh,
0: And you expect him to feel a certain way, and it just doesn't. It does not feel like that, right? It does feel like, you're right, it feels like Donkey Kong, which it is, and we should judge it as such, but it is still hard... To disassociate, I'm looking at Mario, but he does not feel like Mario. And that's rough. And, and, and on top of that... Oh, go ahead, miss
2: The only other thing I want to add is, if you go back and play the GBA version, I don't feel this strongly about it, because it looks as bad as it does, c- compared to this game, obviously. Um, so I know what to expect out of those controls. Like yeah, I really I think, think it's, it's the modern graphics that are combined with this... Um, Old school gameplay that that's really kinda of throwing me off.
0: But I got I honestly got used to how Mario felt pretty quickly, and I haven't I actually liked the Ice World a lot. I thought it was one of the stronger worlds. It's one of the new ones that they added into this version of the game, and I liked the puzzle design in it a lot. But for me, the puzzles are just mostly too easy. Like you, yeah. like Chris said, the first two worlds are nothing. And then you get the first new world they added, which is the Merry Miniland, and it's pretty cool. It uses some fans in some interesting ways. There's so some nice puzzles in there. Then you're back to the GBA stuff, which is just so basic. And yeah. earlier we called this like, oh, it's Captain Toad, but in 2D. It's really not. It's like you see the solution to the puzzle, and then it's about fighting the stiff controls to resolve it. And that's the yeah. game. And... It's just not great. It's it's not very good. Uh, it's disappointing. I'm not... I love puzzle games. I love platforming games, but I'm sitting here playing this, and I'm like, it feels like a chore to me. It feels like I'm playing this just because of this podcast, so I can sit here and recommend it or not, and I don't. I don't recommend it. I think this is a <coughs> fairly mediocre offering from Nintendo so far, and I haven't gotten to some of the bonus stuff. There's some expert levels, which hopefully the puzzles are a little bit more complicated when you get to that, but so far, it's just feel like I'm marching through a pretty repetitive, I don't know, it's a slog. It's a slog, is
2: yeah. it feels. I, I felt like I was playing it as a job, like like for this yes. podcast. Not that this podcast is a job, but it was, it, it, like, the moment that it started to not be fun and, and, and be frustrating and feel like a chore, that's when I was like, you know what, I don't need to, I have an opinion. Like, I know what I feel yeah. about this game, and it's not yeah. positive.
0: And then I get to the end of each world has a level, a Lemmings-type level where you have to lead six mini Marios into a toy chest. I can't stand those levels. I yeah. hate it when I get to them. <laughs> I think they're kind of miserable just guiding around these Lemmings in in a format that just wasn't really built for that, right? Like, in, in a game where you're supposed to guide a group of things like Pikmin, where the whole game is designed around that central mechanic, it works for me. But where this is a A puzzle platformer where I'm controlling Mario and then I'm controlling Mario but having to guide these six toys and it's only one level out of every eight levels I just wish I didn't have to do it I I don't like doing it and then the boss fights at the end of each world against Donkey Kong are all the same and every time I see Donkey Kong's character Mm. model who looks awesome by the way he looks so cool in this game I'm like why can't I play (laughs) as him and beat up this lame version of Mario that I don't like controlling yeah, I want it to be Donkey Kong versus Mario. Let me take control of the ape and and take revenge on Mario. That's what I want. But I'm yeah, don't recommend this one. Uh, there are 30 better Mario games on Switch. <laughs> I'm glad play. I didn't pick it up. Yeah, yeah. So it's a bit of a bummer. Um, I will probably see it through because the game is so short. It's offensively short, like we've said, like I'm almost done with it. So I'll probably just see it through to the credit so I can check it off. But that is Mario versus Donkey Kong, and unfortunately, that's our show. We'll of course bookmark your emails for a future week when there's not a big Nintendo Direct to talk about, so we will hear about Kurt's science fair story next week, so that's a, a tease ahead for you. I'm looking forward to that, but that's another episode of the Toadstool Boardroom in the Books, a weekly Nintendo show here on Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3pm Eastern on YouTube, video version audio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you like to listen to your shows. You can find the show on Twitter at ToadstoolBR. Send us an email, ToadstoolBoardroom at G com. Justin, where can people find you online?
1: You can find me on Twitter at KOREIS. You can also find my guide for how to fight automatons at IGN.com in Helldivers 2 and I'm working on a review. Awesome. I don't I don't know if I can say the name of it just yet. I should have a review in progress early impressions up this week. Uh, so keep an eye there.
0: Awesome. Chris, where can people find you?
2: You can find Ah, you can find me on Twitter at Shrives93. Uh, where I will be just living. Just living.
0: <laughs> just driving it up. <laughs> just Playing driving Suica it up. game, game Dro- split screen. Dropping fruit and talking about yeah, how I wish I had time to play it.
2: Final Fantasy. Yeah.
0: Uh, you can find me at Logan J Plant, and I am going to be reviewing the Splatoon 3 side order DLC. Ooh. So we'll dropping a review of that next week. It's out now. It's downloading on my Switch because it just dropped in North America. In so way. I'm going to dive into that and we will talk about that on next week's show. I'm looking forward oh, yeah. to it. because Hopefully, this will be a better Nintendo release than Mario versus Donkey Kong. I'm sure it will be. But That's our show for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week, and we'll catch you next time right here in the Toadstool Boardroom.